Hello everyone and welcome back. Oh, my phone fell. Welcome back to the life of Riley. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day. Um, we're going to dive into today's episode, but first I have a new word to add to your dictionary. Okay, you ready for it? Drum roll, please. TikToker. Stay with me here. There's TikTokers, right? Those who TikTok. And then there are TikTokers. Those who watch copious amounts of TikToks, but never post. Boom. How do I copyright a term or patent it or something? I need to call Lori Grenier because I need a patent. Okay, anyways. Um, yep, it's a TikToker. I'm a TikToker. You're probably a TikToker. You might be a TikToker, but you're probably a TikToker like me. And I just wanted to add that word to your vocabulary. Okay. So today's episode features my boyfriend, which is crazy. He's never been on the podcast. Um, and we're not talking about our relationship because to be honest, it's it wouldn't be a very interesting episode. But we are talking about something that I find kind of interesting. And it is the fact that we moved to Colorado Springs together, which you knew, and he bought a house. Um, and it was an interesting process because... You know, we talk about it in the episode, but I'll just preface this by saying many people our age that buy homes are young married couples, right, that do this joint venture together, which is wonderful. Or they're like these like 23 year old, 25 year old like guys that are like, I'm going to show you how to be a baller. I'm going to show you how to be a millionaire by the time you by the time you're 30. Sorry, I don't know why I did that accent, okay? But like those guys, you know, when they're on YouTube and it's like, how I made a million dollars in cryptocurrency and like no one cares and no one wants to do that. And my boyfriend is not that, by the way, thank God. Um, So it's just interesting because we have a different perspective because we're not like settling down. We're not buying a home together. He's not, you know, it's it's just a different perspective. And I think that it's a unique perspective that a lot of people our age, if you're looking to buy a home at our age, there's a lot of different avenues that you can go down. And this is one that I haven't really seen a lot of people talk about, which is just buying a home and doing it for like real estate reasons and personal goals and because it made sense in the market that he bought into. Remember, we're from California. And so Colorado Springs, moving to Colorado, the housing market, although crazy here, right? Like you'll if you watch the news, if you watch my stories specifically, I did a story on this, you'll see that the housing market is crazy here, but it's still significantly less expensive than California, which is what both of us are used to. So anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that intro wasn't too long. Enjoy my boyfriend, Alec, and I will see you after the episode. Bye. Well, Alec, thanks for being on the podcast. No problem. I really appreciate it. Um, as much as everyone would just want to hear about our darling relationship, we're actually going to talk about something else today. We're going to talk about buying a house. Sounds good. Okay. So you bought a house recently. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, very big deal. How old are you again? I'm 26. Ugh. I thought you were 30. I'm not interested anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. Um, Okay. Well, good for you. We're going to talk a little bit about how you did it and chat with people because we've talked about this before, but I feel like 
a lot of the information or like content, if you will, that's out there about people buying homes our age, they're either like some like richy rich dude that's like, I make a million dollars a year. Here's how you can do it. And then he like buys a home and it's annoying. Or they're like married couples who are like just starting out and it's like a joint venture, which is not our situation or anything like that. So I feel like you have a bit of like a unique perspective to share. Yeah, I agree. Um, First of all, I'm not making a million dollars a year. Right. Um, We're not married. We're not. And then neither of us. We don't even like each other. We don't even like each other. I don't know why we're together. (laughs) And then a lot of people who do buy a house, they're in love with the area they live in. Mm -hmm. And we're not that way either. We Mm -hmm. love Colorado Springs, but Mm -hmm. me and you love a lot of places. I'm not like Mr. Colorado thing. I was raised here. I'm for sure going to die here. So buying a house was more challenging. And a lot of the people you do see on YouTube are like, hey, I'm Mr. LA, I'm Mr. Baltimore, whatever it might be. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't us as well. So that was a challenge. And so I would agree with you. A lot of what you would see on YouTube might not be attainable, whether it's income or just stability in life. Totally. Um, But I still wanted to buy a house. Yeah. 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 So tell me a little about that. Like why... When I got a job here, I told Mm -hmm. you, and you're like, oh, okay, I want to buy a house. And I was like, why don't we just rent an apartment like normal people do? Yeah. Give me some of the reasons why you thought buying a home was a good choice here. So I really look at it like the triple income stream that Mm -hmm. you get from owning a house. Mm -hmm. Um, There's three ways you actually make money. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're paying rent, not only are you not making money, you're losing money, of course. You're paying for something. Yeah. When you own your own house, you're paying your mortgage, but there's three ways you can make money. Um, the first is, and this doesn't apply here because we're living in it. If you were to rent it, um, if you're renting it out, the margin between what you rent it out for and then what your monthly payment is. Right. So that's number one. Doesn't apply here. Um, for me, it was the second and third. The price appreciation you can get on your home. Um, you know, you can be sitting there and doing nothing, and high tide lifts all boats, kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm making money on my house, which always feels great. Right. And then the third is every time I am making that monthly payment, I am making that mortgage payment, part of that money is going towards the principal of the house. Mm -hmm. So it's going from left pocket to right pocket. So my monthly payment, my mortgage payment might be $1,500 a month, Mm -hmm. but a large chunk of that is just paying down the principal. Right. Totally. So... So obviously, like for you financially, it made sense to buy a home. And obviously, we won't get into specifics of like home price, but you do expect the value of the home to appreciate over the time that we're here. I do, but I want to be clear. I'm not. I'm never trying to time the market, yeah. and the market is already pretty high right now. Okay. So I would have bought it regardless of that. Okay. Um, just paying down a mortgage with each monthly payment is enough for me, and I look at this home as a great investment in a great area mm-hmm. where. We might move away from Colorado Springs, but I would still want to hold on to this home and rent it out in perpetuity thereafter. Okay. So that's why to me it made sense. If you were like, hey, like let's move to Colorado Springs, but I don't know how long we'll be there. And I was thinking I would want to sell the home at the end. Mm-hmm. It would not make sense to buy a home. Yeah. If I were to buy it year one and then sell it at the end of year two with all the closing costs, it just doesn't make sense. I wouldn't pay totally. down enough principal. Yeah. But I do believe in this area enough um to say hey after if we were to ever leave i would want to rent it out and then make that first bucket of income stream that rental margin and i am still making the price appreciation and i am still paying down the mortgage with my renters who are paying me rent got it um so that's why it made sense to buy totally 
Okay, so on that note, I'm going to move your mic just a little bit closer to you. Okay, so on that note, um, you just talked about how you, it's like a financially wise decision for you to have bought a home right now. But especially for people our age, that's not always the case, right? And that's something that like I think that is really important to talk about because you hear so often, or at least I do, you hear people say like, oh, it's so much better to buy than rent because you're just throwing money out the window when you're renting. It's just going to another person and you're not getting anything in return. But from what I've just observed, and I want you to speak to this, like it's not just about having the money for the down payment. You have to have the money to then do the maintenance on the house and all of the other things that pop up that don't pop up with a rental. So like it may not always be the best choice to buy a home because if you can't afford, if the AC goes out and that's $10,000 or your roof needs repaired and or replaced and that's $20,000 or whatever, it's not always the best decision to buy a home. And furthermore, it's not always like, you're not always ready to buy a home just because you have the down payment for the home, right? Totally agree. So if you don't have the stability saying, I'm going to be here forever, which mm-hmm. we don't, mm-hmm. but also you're not in a position where you're saying, I want to hold on to this home forever. Mm-hmm. And it's true that you might just buy this and then sell it in two years. Yeah. I would definitely say don't buy a home. Okay. Um, to kind of give it some color. It's not like I bought the most expensive home. It, it was truly, you know, much cheaper. And I paid $6,000 in closing costs alone. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of months of rent right there. So if, if you don't have the stability saying, I'm gonna be here forever, and your plan is, you, you're not interested in being a landlord um, in the long term, mm-hmm. and I do have that interest. So basically, if you were to move away from that place in two years after you buy it, you'd have to sell the home. It is not worth it. In very, very rare cases, will it be worth it to buy a home? Because like I said, I paid $6,000 and I thought that was pretty cheap mm-hmm. uh, relative to most homes and closing costs. Mm-hmm. That's some months of rent right there. Yeah. And then, as you know, we took a few Home Depot trips yeah. that a normal renter would not take where we're like, oh my gosh, like there's a hole in the wall or this is wrong, that's wrong. Yeah. And it's all on me. Yep. So especially moving into a home you just buy, you are spending a lot, a lot of money. And if you sell that thing in two years and then you have to pay for a real estate agent, fee, fee, fee again, it's just never going to be worth it. That's you so better true. hope that your home appreciated like 10, 15% in two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who can afford to cross their fingers for that and really time the market like that? I'm not interested in that. And I don't think anybody should be. Totally. Okay. So that's a really good point. Yeah. It's, I, th- I feel like I hear it's not just about, I hear what you're saying. It's not just about saving up and having the money for a down payment. It's about having all the extra money on top of that. Some long-term strategy. I think the key here for me was saying I like this area enough and I am interested enough in real estate where I do want to hold this piece of property forever, even if it outlasts my time here. Mm -hmm. I want to keep holding this piece of property and keep renting it out. That's where it made sense despite the closing costs, despite realtor fees to buy and you ha- you put value in real estate. You think that real estate, obviously you bought a home, is like a valuable investment. For sure. For sure. I think, you know, across generations. Can you explain if people don't know that? Yeah, like people don't know why or whatever. Like why is that a valuable investment? I mean, in the short term, I completely believe in it because like they say, you know, I, I'll probably butcher the, the saying, but like buy land, they don't make it anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There, there's only so much. Uh, we have a rising population, and since the Great Recession, we're in a great housing shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, home builders got kind of pinched during the recession, 
and people stopped building homes at the rate they were before. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain rate this country needs of homes built per quarter, and mm-hmm. we have been below that every single quarter mm-hmm. drastically uh, since 2008. Yeah. Um, now you add it where we're kind of catching up and realizing um, what needs to be done that we're in such a housing shortage, but then bang, the pandemic hits, and we are having these supply chain issues where um, anything from lumber all the way to appliances that you put in new homes are so, so expensive. So although home builders are saying, okay, there's such a great, it's such a great time to build homes to meet mm-hmm. this rising uh, demand and rising population, they just can't do it. Totally. Um, the price just doesn't make sense for them. So anyways, that's in the short term why I believe in housing. Um, but long term, again, just owning property Um you know, real, real tangible property. A lot of people now, especially our generation, are talking about Bitcoin or, you know, NFTs yeah. or, you know, great things that are pro- and people much, much smarter than me. And I wish I could understand everything. Yeah. Um, but me for too. me, I just really appreciate the tangible asset that is real estate. Totally. That's great. That's great. Okay. So tell me a little bit about like, what is one thing that was a lot harder than you expected in purchasing a home? Um, I would say being handy, mm. um, being handy and understanding what true good labor costs, mm-hmm. you know, you might think you have experience like doing things yourself or outsourcing it or finding the cheapest possible prices. It's like, okay, because I have confidence that I can go find the cheapest skateboard in my past life. I can find the cheapest labor to get to screw this light bulb in or mm-hmm. something. Um, well, hopefully I could do the light bulb myself. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. and then you do that and they come and they do a very subpar job mm-hmm. or they mess it up or they're no better than you or whatever. And it's really learning you get what you pay for. And labor is very, very expensive. And these are, you know, uh, people our generation, they're not going to trade school um, like the way prior generations were. Mm-hmm. So there's a labor shortage with that. Mm-hmm. So I think moving in and being like, hey, I'm not the handiest, but... If I go pay somebody to do the job correctly, they're going to come here and spend a day here and it's going to be an $800 bill or something crazy that I just was not expecting. Mm -hmm. So I think understanding, um, first of all, buying my own little toolbox, putting my hard hat on and thinking, hey, how can I learn? Be patient. Be calm. Watch a YouTube video. Figure out how to put the stud in the wall. Yeah. Oh my God. Or work around the stud. Yeah. 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 It's, totally. a lot. it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. That's a, that was a great answer. What was something that was easier than you thought it was going to be when buying a home? Um, I mean, I guess it's just all personality based. Um, for me, it was the organization of, of the paperwork mm-hmm. um, to get the mortgage and everything. I think they're used to dealing, especially mortgage companies are used at, when you're getting the mortgage and when you're, when you're buying the home. They're used to dealing with an older generation mm-hmm. where when they say, hey, we need a, your most recent pay stub or your W-2 or whatever, for them, that's putting them on a huge project. Yeah. Faxes, flying around, <laughs> emails, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I'm just logging into my accounts, just downloading it to the desktop, putting it in a folder. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, getting the mortgage was actually pretty easy mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. painless. It, it was cool. And I, and I also have a buddy who works at a mortgage company. He was holding my hand throughout so maybe I'm privileged to say it was easy, but I did think that was easier than expected. That's great. How did you even know like how to get a mortgage or like how did you know how to get a real estate agent or like when it talks about like property taxes or HOA fees, like how did you learn about this stuff? 
I guess it's been a slow process. Um, just watching a lot of YouTube videos, just understanding your costs. I got really lucky with the real estate agent I worked with. He was mm -hmm. fantastic. Just first of all, tapping into your parents, grandparents, whoever's knowledge was great. There's a lot of things you know, in, in our generation where we know better than our parents. We teach our parents how to use their smartphones, how to use all these things. But one thing I believe older generations know so much better than us, like lights out, is home ownership, mm -hmm. um, mortgages and everything that goes with it. So I think asking a lot of questions from people who have done it before mm -hmm. was really invaluable for me. Totally. And then just throwing in some YouTube videos as well, working with a really experienced real estate agent who I really trusted and knew um, what I was really trying to get out mm -hmm. of this home. Mm -hmm. It all came together. But the short answer is just relying on the people who have done it before me. That's great. Yeah. That's just, really good. You know, knowing that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think that like, you know, I don't want to make, I don't want to say like, it was like an easy process for you because I'm sure that it wasn't like in a lot of ways. But I think that like a lot of people look at home ownership, especially our age, our generation, they either are not interested in owning a home. Like, you know, like, I don't know what the statistics are, but people our age are like buying homes a lot older. They can't afford them. They're getting married later, all that stuff. I think a lot of people see like buying a home as like a rite of passage at a certain point in your life. And I would say like you're not traditionally at that point in your life right now to buy a home as far as like you're not married you're not tied to one place you're not like trying to start a family all of those things that you think about traditionally when someone buys a home so like what is your advice to people again like we're not professionals or I'm not you're not either actually I can say that but like what is your advice to younger people that want to buy a home but they feel like they're not like qualified or capable yet Okay, so in the meantime, I would say just save as much money as you can. Mm -hmm. I've been a hyper saver um, for a while to the point where a lot of my friends would be making fun of me. I've really tried saving here and there. You'll make fun of me sometimes. <laughs> you know, you can't catch me dead in the Starbucks line or anything. Right. Just little personal finance things like that. Just trying to save up um, to any sort of down payment. And I guess though, if you're once you've saved up a little bit or enough to where you might start considering it, but you don't know if it's for you, I would ask yourself, I guess, the two questions from earlier. Number one being, what kind of stability do I have in my own life? Am I about to get married and have kids? That might be a quick no. Um, and then the se second part of that first part is, do you at least are you at least living somewhere where you're going to live forever? Mm -hmm. And that for me was a no. That can still be a no for you. Then the second part you're kind of getting into is, all right, well, at least do I believe in this piece of property enough? And can I hold it long term? And am I interested in being a landlord long term to own this place in this city that might last longer than me in the city? Yeah, for sure. And if the answer to that is yes, then you want to consider it. Then you might consider it. Um, if the answer is still no and you're like, hey, I'm just living in this city. But once I'm out, I don't want to have a property across the country and it's just a headache. You're right. You're totally right. Like, don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you do, if you are interested in being a landlord and, and tapping into this triple bucket of income stream I was talking about, mm -hmm. then it, it might be for you. And that's where you start asking questions. I would start uh, pouring over Zillow every day, looking at listings. 
Um, on Zillow, if you scroll down, there's a great uh, calculator. It'll show your estimated monthly payment. Mm -hmm. You could do some work, try to figure out what the rent would be, see if there's a difference between what the rent would be and what you'd be paying a month. You can start to see that margin and basically just immersing yourself in it. Totally. So what, what were some of the, do you ever worry that like the housing market is going to tank? You're going to be stuck with a property that you can't rent out. You have a mortgage on it. You can't sell it. And then you just have like basically this giant debt. Mm -hmm. Do you ever worry about that? Yeah, <laughs> Not I to mean, scare you, but like, like, you know. Yeah, I worry, and it's, it's a valid worry, that prices can drop. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about two different things. And what you just mentioned are two things happening at once. Okay. Price is dropping, but yeah. you're also saying the rental market dropping or falling apart. Yeah. So... If you look at rental rates, even through the recession, they were going up or if not staying flat. Okay. Rent has stayed strong. When people unfortunately lose their homes in an economic recession, it's it's terrible, but they become renters. Yeah. So the rental market is pretty resilient. Okay. So let's say I own my home and it drops 30%. Or that's huge. Yeah. But let's call it 30%. That's just on paper for me. Yeah. I have a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. Yep. My monthly payment is going to be the exact same for the next 30 years. Right. And as long as rental rates are at least flat or even if they drop a little bit, but there's a there's a margin between what I'm receiving each month and then what my monthly payment is, I don't care that my house dropped on paper 20 or 30%. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's coming back, I yep. believe. Yep. On a long enough time horizon, it's coming back. Yep. So I can lose that 20%. The The market could crash next year. I wouldn't lose too many nights of sleep over it. Okay. I'd really be looking at that rental rate. Okay. And again, maybe both things could happen at once where the rental market completely crashes while the housing market crashes. But that didn't even happen in 2008. Yeah. What about like, um, last question. I just, I forgot to ask you this. What do you, what were some of the factors that you were looking at when you were buying a home? What were things that were important to you? So the number one thing I looked at um, is what it would rent for if we didn't live here. Okay. So like I, like I started, my big thing is saying, I want to own this place and rent it out longer than we live here. Mm -hmm. That was the thesis for buying all of this. Mm -hmm. So I need to start with that. I can't be short-sighted and say, okay, what has the perfect countertop like the way I want it? to live in for the next two years, three years, however long. Mm -hmm. I have to look at and say, okay, what, we're looking at the next 30 years, yeah. right? So the first thing I looked at was, like I was saying on that Zillow calculator, finding out this piece of property when I looked at it, what could it rent for today? Mm -hmm. Got that number. Mm -hmm. Then I said, okay, what would my mortgage monthly payment be, the fixed payment for the next 30 years be? Okay. And then there was a spread. It was significantly more um, what I could rent it for. Mm -hmm. So that was the number one. I'm like, hey, all could go wrong. Yeah. You could say, I mean, you're totally loving your job, but you could mm -hmm. say, I hate my job. Mm -hmm. I hate Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I would be okay. We'd rent it tomorrow and I would be making that spread. So mm -hmm. that was number one. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of just back out from that. I say, sure. okay, it works that way. Then it's like, okay, we are going to be living here for the next two years. What do we want? Um uh, th there were a few factors I loved. I, I can get into it um, yeah. just real quickly. Yeah. 
I love that this property is downtown. Yeah. It's a downtown Colorado Springs. So like location was important. Location was important. In general. In general. And like any downtown, parking is scarce. Mm-hmm. And this has a two-car garage, mm-hmm. two-car covered garage, mm-hmm. um, you know, in our building mm-hmm. or in our property. Mm-hmm. And I love attached. that. Attached. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So we have an attached garage. Uh-huh. And that is so rare for downtown. Mm-hmm. We are walking uh, distance to downtown. We've done it almost every single day since we've been here. Yeah. So there's a bunch of um, features I just love about this property long term that just are not changing. So what I'm hearing is like the number one thing you were looking for as far as like picking the actual like thing was just the location of the property. Yeah. After penciling out the rent. After the rent. After the rent. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, the location. I love that. Yeah. I love that it's downtown. There's a million things I love about it. And then in general about this area, I really like that you have the Air Force Academy to the north and then to the south you have a, a large army base. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two recession-proof employers. Yeah, I mean, the military. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Talk about, I mean, when I go we to the We have gym, a lot of military people in our neighborhood. We have so many. Yeah. And I am a huge they fan of that. They rent in this neighborhood, yeah. I, of course respect and love people who serve our country and mm-hmm. i'm so thankful to them um and just a side note as a landlord from what i've noticed not that we've rented it out yet but these are the best people uh this country has to offer yeah they, i go to the gym and every single person there is in the military mm-hmm. and the you know i don't mean to generalize but almost every person i've met that is in the military <laughs> here i'm like i would want to rent my place to that person yes like they are totally. the most responsible person yeah like caring hardworking. yeah Diligent, consistent, etc. Totally. Um, so it's two consistent employers here with great, great people. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I just loved about Colorado Springs. There are other great employers in other great places. People talk about Austin, Texas. You know, Tesla moving there, yeah. Apple moving there, and yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. But as fast as they move to Austin, they could just as fast uh, move out of there. Yeah. I would love to see um, the most recent time a huge army base moved and. It yeah, just doesn't happen. Totally. It's so true. it really made me believe in a long-term purchase. I love that about this area. One of many things. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a really good answer. Thanks. Do you have anything else you'd like to say to the listeners? Um, I guess just realize like if you've always been a renter and then you do buy a house, that first, like depending on how much hair there is on the ball when you buy the house, meaning like how much work there is to be done. It, that first 10 days, let's call it, or maybe two months is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, you've always moved into a rental ready apartment where somebody else prepared it for you. Everything was scrubbed perfectly and you just move in that way. Yeah. And then this is going to be the first time where you're like, oh my God, I need like, it's overwhelming. Yeah. You've so, like replaced almost every appliance. Yep. The lights. The lights you've done. Yeah. 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 yeah you've done a lot. Yeah. So. But it, unless you buy a brand new home. Unless you buy a brand new home. Yeah. From a Lenara home builder, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot. I think totally worth it, but you know, I just want to put it out there. It's a put lot. Put it out there. There's a disclaimer. Wow. Well, thank you so much. That was a great job. Thank you. Thanks I appreciate for having it. Me. Thanks for having, or thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, always appreciate it. Come back. Come back and join us again soon. Perfect. I love the studio. Thank you. <laughs> okay. It's the dining room. <laughs> We're in our dining room. Okay, with the with the light fixture that you paid 
the electrician to put in. You live and you learn. Yeah, it was good. Okay, thanks so much. See you next time. Bye.